Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Friday, July 28th. Here's what's driving the day. First, the Senate passed its version of the annual defense bill, the NDAA, with an overwhelming bipartisan vote of 86 to 11. As you'll remember, the House version was loaded up with social policy amendments pushed by Republicans on issues such as abortion, the alleged rampant wokeism in the military, and climate change. As the bill moves to a conference committee now, all eyes will be on Kevin McCarthy to see what kind of a deal he can secure that moves a final version of the legislation to passage in both chambers. There's a lot more on that in this week's episode of Playbook Deep Dive. The second thing we're watching today is the fallout over Mitch McConnell's health. Burgess Everett reports in Politico today that McConnell is trying to silence GOP speculation about his future. He's telling his colleagues he's not going anywhere. And then finally, on to the big news of the day, Jack Smith unveiled new charges against Donald Trump and a new third defendant in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Joining me to discuss that, who else? Legal affairs reporter and very good friend of Playbook, Kyle Cheney. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you, Ryan. Let's start with the basics. What are these new charges? So if you remember the original indictment, had about 37 charges in it uh, against Trump and his uh, aide, Walt Nauda, the new superseding indictment has 40 charges, which means if you do the math, three new ones. And two of them are related to the obstruction, the effort to obstruct investigators. And one of them is a new charge related to a document uh, that prosecutors now say Trump kept. Uh, he's already had about 30 of those charges. But this new one is a particularly significant document that, that I'm sure we'll get into. Well, yeah, two questions there. One is just the, the sort of um, uh, Keystone Cops-like way, uh, details of this obstruction that's laid out in, in the superseding uh, indictment. And two, there was a lot of speculation about why this document was not included in the original indictment. Just break those two things down for us. What's the new obstruction? What did they do down there in Mar-a-Lago that the prosecutors are calling obstruction? And how did this not really new document, but document we've all been sort of talking about and wondering about, how has it now become introduced into the case as a new charge? Mm -hmm. Sure. So, so the obstruction, I mean, it's really remarkable. Uh, you know, what we understood previously was that Trump had his aide, Walt Nauda, potentially and others, moving boxes around on the eve of uh, investigators visiting Mar-a-Lago. And some of this was captured on surveillance footage. That was a big part of the original obstruction charges. Well, now we know that a second uh, employee, Trump employee, Carlos de Oliveira is his name, uh, has been, he's been charged at least uh, with attempting to delete some of the surveillance footage that prosecutors have, have used to underlie some of the original charges. Uh, and in fact, uh, they say he did that as part of a conspiracy, essentially, with Trump and Nauda, uh, and that that was pretty elaborate. And, and, you know, they discussed this on the phone multiple times. Trump directed him to delete it, essentially. Essentially. I mean, or it, seems like, it seems like it was at least at least an agreement among them. And he's, you know, some of the evidence they have is that, yeah, yeah, this is coming from the boss, I think, is, is how it was phrased in the in the superseding indictment. So they seem to believe it was a direction from him. That is uh, remarkable that they got a subpoena for this security footage, subsequently bragged about how giving over that security footage was them being so transparent. Mm -hmm. And now the prosecutors are saying, actually, they tried to delete it first. It's the exact opposite. I mean, and a couple of things about it, too. You know, look, Trump made his political career on saying, you know, Hillary Clinton tried to delete something after a subpoena <laughs> arrived. <laughs> and here he is doing 
virtually the same thing if this is you know this holds up this charge holds up and secondly as you said you pointed out he volunteered he came out and said we were so transparent we were so quick because look what we did with the security footage and prosecutors essentially said not only did you not do that you committed a crime trying to prevent us from getting it and and kyle yesterday we all thought the indictment for the january 6th case was coming that's not uh what what happened can you just quickly untangle why Trump's lawyers were at the Justice Department? Is it presumably over this superseding indictment and not the January 6th indictment? And what do we know about the status of the potential January 6th indictment? So my sense is they they were there about the January 6th case uh, because one of the one of the attorneys, his new lawyer, John John Loro, is specifically working on that case only, as far as we know. That said, it just seems that they weren't, they're not ready to bring the indictment yet. This may still be ongoing. And I think a lot of the buzz that an indictment was coming may have been about this superseding indictment because clearly something was happening. We all assumed it was January 6th, partly because this meeting occurred, but really it was that pieces were moving in Florida. Again, to clarify, the target letter that Trump said he got, which the sequence of events we, we all thought were sort of similar to the Docs case. Trump says, I got a target letter. He complains about it. A few days later, you get an indictment. So similarly, Trump said he got a target letter about the January 6th case. His lawyers show up at the Justice Department for the kind of last conference. We're all waiting for the indictment. That target letter, presumably, um, just as this meeting yesterday was probably about January 6th, if Trump is telling the truth about that target letter, we believe it was about the January 6th case, not this superseding indictment. Correct. And, and usually that precedes an indictment pretty closely, as you, as you said. Uh, and the meeting itself is a pretty good indicator that charges could be imminent. Uh, that also tracks with how things went in the, in the Mar-a-Lago case and in general with prosecutions in general. So there's reason to think that indictment is still pretty close. It just didn't happen to be Thursday. Could be today or, or you think it kicks to next week? Could be today. The grand jury doesn't typically meet Fridays. Um, but if they do come in, that'd be a pretty good sign that something's coming. Uh, but, but uh, otherwise, probably safer bet is next week, Tuesday or Thursday when, when the grand jury typically meets. All right. I'll let you get over there so you can scout out the grand jury room. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And for your schedule today, the House and Senate are out. It's Bidenomics Day again at the White House. Joe Biden will be taken off for Auburn, Maine, where he visits a textile manufacturing plant and signs an executive order related to federal research and development in support of domestic manufacturing. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening.